I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Time now to go behind enemy lines to take a look at today's opponent. It is the Mississippi State Bulldogs. Gentlemen, it knows a lot about the Bulldogs and Bulldogs athletics covering Mississippi State for the, the journal.com. is Logan Lowry. Logan, thank you so much for the time. And LSU and Mississippi State, uh, you know, the games have not been that tight overall, but the last three years could have gone either way decided by five points or left. Last year, LSU did a good job against Nick Fitzgerald. Early on, what have you seen is different or some different things Nick is able to do? He wasn't able to do successful. I know it's been a couple of games, but what do you see out of him this year you didn't see at the end of last year? I really haven't been able to see just a whole lot. I know they talked a lot in the offseason about improving his completion percentage, which last year was only about 54%. It's up to around 60% right now. And I think that was the bare minimum expectations as far as, you know, improving his completion percentage. But, you know, they really haven't thrown the ball just a whole lot because of the lopsided scoring in the first couple of ball games. So I think tonight you'll be able to see just a little bit more of, of how, how much he has improved uh, since, uh, since last season. But I think you'll learn a lot about both teams tonight. I mean, either neither team has really played that stiff a competition so far. So I think they'll learn a lot about both sides tonight uh, when they actually play against somebody. And, Logan, when you look at no one-man show, Eris Williams is uh, doing extremely well, 7.6 yards per carry. He's averaging. And then you talk about the guys. Uh, I'm looking here, and one thing that I've noticed is the high volume. And it's, it's been a couple of games, but, man, uh, Nick has distributed the ball extremely well. Some of his more favorite targets are Thomas, uh, both of the Thomases, Derek, uh, Dedrick, and Jordan, and then Donald Gary, the uh, Gray there at seven receptions, 76 yards, and uh, then Gabe Miles. Is that something you're seeing? He's distributing the ball a little more evenly now. Is it hard to kind of lock in on? Or is it if it comes down to a play needs to be made in the passing game, he's got one of these receivers that he'll lock on to? Maybe take us through that. Yeah, I mean, you know, last year they relied so heavily. I guess the last two years they relied so heavily on Fred Ross so much. And, you know, this year they've distributed the ball around. I think 13 different receivers have caught passes this year. Uh, five different players have accounted for their six touchdowns in the past game. And uh, Donald Gray leads the receivers with 76 yards receiving. So they spread the ball around quite a bit. I mean, Donald Gray is the, the go-to guy in that receiving group. They really just haven't had to go to him too much, like I mentioned, you know, with the, the lopsided scoring so far. But, you know, Harris Williams is, is running the ball extremely well. He, he finished the year last year strong. He had a couple of seniors ahead of him on the depth chart last year and really didn't really come into his own until the, to that late in the stretch last season. But, uh, you know, right now he's averaging 2.3 more yards than Darius Geist is. And, you know, Geist has 34 more yards, but he also has 17 more carries than Harris Williams does. So Harris Williams is, you know, averaging 95 yards a game and really just haven't, hasn't really carried the ball that much so far. Logan Herb here. Um, Coach Dan Mullen, and staff, what are they more excited about, their offensive side of the football or the defensive side of the football? Oh, that's easy. That's, that's defensively. I mean, they were they were a train wreck defensively last year. I mean, they were just flat out awful. And, uh, you know, made a change in bringing in Todd Grantham, a veteran defensive coordinator. And, you know, through two games, they've been lights out. I think they've got the number one passing defense in the conference right now. They, they're really tight. 
you know, on both sides of the ball. You know, the front seven especially has played extremely well. You know, if you look back at that first game against Charleston Southern, Charleston Southern didn't even cross midfield during that game and uh, had a couple of safeties. Jeffrey Simmons, you know, two touchdowns last week at Louisiana Tech. When's the last time you saw a nose guard have two touchdowns in the same game? He's just a freaking nature athletically. <laughs> That's awesome. And uh, they played well. Now, now, with that being said, who wins the battle? Um, Mississippi State's defense or LSU's offense? Yeah, and I think the, the opposite of that is, is another good question. You know, who wins between Mississippi State's number one rushing attack versus LSU's number one defense? Mm-hmm, I think it's mm-hmm. going to be a great game overall, you know, in the trenches. Uh, I think it's really two evenly matched teams. I know LSU's ranked number 12 in the country. Mississippi State's receiving votes, not cracking the top 25 right now. I, I think it's just going to be a great, great game, great atmosphere, and, you know, yeah, as Big mentioned earlier in the show, the last three meetings have come between you know five points or less to decided this outcome, and uh, I think it's going to be another one of those games tonight. It may come down to field goal kicking, which is kind of scary for both teams right now. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, and, and you know, uh, Logan, don't want to get ahead of ourselves, but the way things up, and I can go back to you know a few years ago when Mississippi State came into Tiger Stadium, and you know that first in that second quarter when Dak just just went off, man. I'm going to say four touchdowns in the first half, passing and, and running the football, and then LSU kind of snuck back in there behind Brandon Harris when State kind of got a little ahead of themselves. I think they uh, took the metal off the pedal, so to speak, uh, in, in that game and allowed LSU to get back in. It was a little closer than maybe than the score indicated. But the way that year set up, Sets up almost the same for state. Somehow, if you're thinking about, okay, well, who can be a team not only in the West, but maybe, oh, look at that club. Should state come out on top tonight as a dog, they have the schedule set up to where the next few weeks, you're talking about being going from being unranked to being close to a top 10 team because you got number 11 tonight, number 13 next week, and then number 15 next week, uh, the week after that, both on the road before you come home uh, against uh, BYU and Kentucky. So mm-hmm. things are setting up uh, well for State if they can pull off some few wins in the next couple of weeks. That's right, yeah. In 2014, State was you know not even ranked when they went down to Baton Rouge, and that was kind of Dak Prescott coming out part mm-hmm. they played a few games before then you know really didn't know a whole lot about them they won and looked impressive in those games but you really didn't find out what that team was made of until they went down to baton rouge and and you know it's the same thing this year you know mississippi state played two cupcakes to start off the year they play a ranked opponent tonight you know they knocked off three straight ranked opponents in 2014 to to make that jump from unranked to number one and uh you know got some teams like you mentioned you know they're hovering around that top 10 range this year but you got to go on the road to do that uh this time they they were able to beat LSU on the road and then came back and, and beat uh, Auburn and A&M at home. They've got to do right the reverse this year. They got the first game at home, then they go on the road to uh, to Georgia and to Auburn. So it's a tough road for Mississippi State, but if they can pull off three wins in a row like they did in 2014, uh, then Mississippi State's going to be knocking on the door in the top ten. Logan Larry, Logan, let everybody know how they can get the latest on what you cover and how they can keep up with you on social media. Uh, they can find us on uh, djournal.com. That's in dailyjournal.com. And you can also find me on Twitter at Logan Lowry, L-O-W-E-R-Y. Logan, thank you so much. Enjoy the game tonight. Thanks a lot, guys. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. 
Price and coverage match limited by state law.